Welcome everybody back to a brand new episode of the Lookout Podcast. And we are here. We are live. If it sounds like we're in an empty room, it's because we are. I am Mills. I am here with LJ himself in the flesh, in the person, in Lookout Live, baby. Lookout Look out Live. Lookout Live. I love it. I know. We should have done. I don't know, man. So we're here at Anime NYC. It is the third day of Anime NYC. I am tired. Oh, yeah. It's been a lot. A lot going on. Tired AF. Um, nah, but it's a, this is our second year doing this. It's a great experience. You've been, last year you were only here for the two days. I finally get the full three day experience. And you realize that third day is a. The third day is like, (laughs) it's a, it's a. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's I'm tough. Coasting. I'm three coasting. Days. Three <laughs> days is a lot. Three, three days. days is a lot. Three and like, it's not like that. Friday is like, uh, they start later, obviously, because, you know, people still got work and right. jobs and lives. Um, but that Friday, you really just hit the ground running. And then you're just full blown sprint for the next three days. They try to slow it down on a Sunday, but even still. Well, it ends early today. Yeah. So it, it is what it is. But we're here. We have a very special episode today. We're going to release our full interview. Not personally our one-on-one interview. I guess it was like a bunch of people in the room. But we're going to release our press junket interview with King Vader. If you don't know King Vader, he's a content creator. He's very uh, popular on the internet, as the kids would say. Um, he makes a lot of the hood Naruto, the hood Cowboy Bebop, the hood thing. He, he, he essentially, and we asked him about this during our interview, he essentially takes the live action aspect and doesn't fuck it up. So, or at least makes it interesting enough. And I think he knows what audience he's appealing to. And I think just in general, it's been amazing. So we got to talk to him kind of like, you know, understanding his creative process, understanding how much he's put into it, what's inspired him, and all this other stuff like that. Um, but before we get into that, like, before we get into that interview, let's talk about a little bit about the live experience of Anime NYC. So, I can't remember, I feel like last year there was more people, but I could have just been taken aback by how many people there were. This It may have normalized it for me this year, but there was a lot of people um, this year as well. I want to ask you a question, LJ. What's up? What do you think was the cosplay? What is the most popular cosplay that you've seen this, this weekend? Yes, this this weekend. Because I it's one that's clear in my head. I want to see if really? it's... Really? Yes, it's absolutely clear. Um, I guess I can't say... I, I can't think of a single character off my head, but... You can say it. Go ahead. No, I can't think of a single character. No, you don't have to say the same the character. Oh, but there's a lot. There was a there was a lot of Chainsaw Man. Listen, man, (laughs) it was nothing but like, bro, it was nothing but Chainsaw Man stuff. Like it was Chainsaw Man year. I think it's Makimas power. Lots of power. Lots of power. Lots of Makimas. Uh, Lots of Denjis. Lots of Denjis. I saw this really cool Akai one. Um, trying to think. A lot of other good ones. There's a lot. I mean, there's quite a bit. I feel like, but I feel like, yeah, it's Chainsaw Man. So no, because yeah, it's such a low up. stakes, low like you can just go to Uniqlo and get yourself a white thing, a, t- a tie. You could probably get the whole outfit at Uniqlo and then find a wig <laughs> somewhere at Party City. Um, nah, man, it was. I mean, it was just really cool to see how much cosplay, and I actually have a chance to talk to some cosplayers because. 
you know, obviously you see what they post on the internet and you kind of just get an idea of like, oh, they're just, they're just dressing up, quote unquote. Right. But to hear about the process a lot of them went through of, a lot of them talking about making their own clothes and making their own props and making, and I was just like, damn, you know, they were just breaking down like how much time went into each one. They're like, I was working on like two, three weeks of this. Man. Like, and, and it gave me a deeper appreciation of, the fact that they take the time to do all that. This just showed me how big Chainsaw Man is. Realistically, like, Chainsaw Man is probably, I wouldn't say, it's definitely, like, the number one anime kind of, like, hype and popularity right now. I oh, wouldn't yeah, say it's definitely. in terms of, like, best and all this other stuff. I mean, that's up the thing. But I think because of how many, usually every year we see one that's, like, okay, there's a lot of this. And I think last year might have been. Last year there was a lot of Attack on Titan. Last year there was a lot of Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen. Kaisen. Um, but this year I think was definitely dominated by Chainsaw Man. I think even with the anime coming out, the manga, and I think it's just because it's just easy to have, like, niggas are just dressed in suits every day. They probably took their work Suits shit. and then, uh, I mean, I saw a lot of really cool helmets. <laughs> I saw, um, I forgot her name. It's that, it's that girl who's afraid in Chainsaw Man who was serving the burger and the fries, and then the de- uh, this is wild spoilers, by the way. Um, but not oh, like no, the, the end of the manga, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I saw the guy, and I was like, oh, that's cute. Um, let's see, what else was super popular this weekend? I mean, I was a lot of One Piece, One Piece was crazy this One year, Piece too. was definitely crazy. It's just everyone loves it. Um, it's really cold and just like mad shirtless people wearing yeah. like doing the Luffy and yeah. the Zolo. I mean, you're always going to see the Akatsuki. <laughs> Akatsuki. Um, is it Akatsuki? Am I saying it right? The Naruto, Naruto joint? Yeah, I mean, that's like... That's that's, that's regular. That's, yeah, that's, that's because you can get a fit off. All you really need is the robe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, realistically, that's kind of all you need. So, um, no, it's... I mean, so those are super popular this weekend. In terms of, like, entities, that was super popular. We did not get to see... Um, Isayama Sensei. Well, that's we, because you were doing big dog well, stuff. Well, and you was you were on a panel. We were at the Toonami panel. Shout out to everyone who came through. It was a packed house. I yeah, was it very was very surprised. Packed. I was very surprised that all the seats were taken for that panel. But people loved Toonami and people loved us. Um, you know, uh, reminiscing about Toonami. So shout out to Cheyenne. Shout out to Elijah. Shout out to you know Victoria hosting it and everyone that showed up. But um. Nah, I think the big story, the big thing this weekend was that where everyone was losing their minds. It was like Michael Jackson just came through the building. Um, was Isayama, a creator of Attack on Titan, showing up in the United States for the first time and yeah. really having his panel. He got the big room, the big dog room. The one with the, the, the ventilation, the AC, probably has phone service, unlike everywhere else in this damn Javits Center. Um, but he got the big dog room. And he spilled and a lot. It out. Yeah, he, he talked a lot. He talked about a lot of Western influences on Attack on Titan. He talked about Breaking Bad and and um, fuck, what else did he says? So, another show that I was I texted this to J Five last night too because he was just like it's one of um one, one of his favorite fucking shows. Uh, Better Call Saul. Yes, he was influenced by that and a lot of things for Attack on Titan. So I thought that was cool as fuck. Um. We saw Trigun. Oh my god. The new Trigun Stampede. Listen, though. Listen, y'all. Y'all's in for something really special. It, like it is just it's it's special. Yeah, if if you I just so this is my first I only saw the first episode of the last Trigun. I didn't even go to like really past that. But this one was really good. 
it's a lot of new animation i mean completely new animation i mean it is like a fucking video game at this point um but it's really i think everyone stayed very true to the characters and who they are even if there is a new um a new look for vash but everything was fucking fire no it was it it was amazing and i think a cool thing that the producers are talking about was how this trigun series happens after like the trigun manga is finished so Mm -hmm. the original series is running at the same time as the manga so it allows them to do use a lot more of the source material Mm. um and i mean just them talking to me them showing us like the first drafts of you know in their inspirations behind building this world it was just amazing it just to see them uh and see how they worked it out you stepped into the kaguya oh sama sama lovers war yes talk about that um so that uh that panel was really great they had the voice actor of the lead girl and i don't know why her my, uh why i'm blanking on it no, but then they had two and they had two of the producers and google they, is free yeah they google is yeah. free yeah <laughs> y'all know who um but no it was really cool because you know they they how they set up the panel was they broke it down season by season mm-hmm. uh so they spent one part of the panel talking about season one and then at the end of that they would voice uh they would have a video call with one of the other voice actors and you know ask them a couple questions and that would lead to them talking about season two and season three and then and it, you know you just you learn so much about their creative processes and how they were able to you know take something and just make it alive i think one of the cool things that they talked about too was that they how much emphasis they put on the opening and endings uh credits for each mm-hmm. um for each season and how they were just like we wanted the opening and ending credits to be just as lively and just like as part of the show um and i don't know why it was very interesting to me for them to think about it in that way but uh, then they showed a first part of the movie that will be releasing in February, and y'all are in for a treat. It happens just after the moments at the end of season two or season three. And if you've watched season three and you know how that season ends, it just, they automatically just put you right into it. So yeah, I think it was a great it was a great panel though. So you know, it's cool seeing the people who are creating this you know anime for us be so passionate about it like they're, they're just fans just like us right and so it's cool when you're like seeing that and you, and you understand why they put so much effort towards what they do no nah, absolutely so there was a lot of first looks this you know um this thing they showed a lot of first episodes of like brand new animes or animes people haven't seen crunchyroll really came forward um hype land was a very big presence here this year um because yeah, they had ford pop-ups <laughs> well, like they sponsored, the, they sponsored this con like so yeah. the the staff t-shirts are hypeland t-shirts the 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 shit i'm i wouldn't be surprised if the bathrooms are presented by hypeland at this point because <laughs> they got everything there they premiered those new bags now i would yeah. now I, I love the bags I, I love the bags but 120 dollars is like i can afford it but i don't really want to like I'm gonna wait till you could have got the bag. I, bro. It's $120. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. That's a Metro card, a monthly Metro <laughs> card at that. Like you got it though. I, I, you know what? It's the holiday season. I have to look out for gifts for other people as well because it's in the spirit of giving, not receiving. Even though I can give it myself, and I can also receive it myself. Um, but I'll come back to those bags. I think 
Because the thing is, I wouldn't use the bags. I would just have it in my room and it would just stay there. Um, but we'll come back to those bags. But Hypeland, very big presence here. Um, lots of great stuff. Gundam. Whew. Yeah. Um, if you want anything special, limited, man, no, this is the place to be. Yeah. This is the place to be. They had so like so much gun on and gunplay and, and builds it was it was a if you're a person I was in it was a heavenly how much stuff they had and it was cool how they did each drop they're doing like limited drops each day so you had to be here on Saturday to get this I had to be there on Friday to get this so oh man it was great experience great experience probably the most oh well, then they had the Hathaway but I had to leave 20 minutes in oh yeah <laughs> absolutely no it's a I would say probably the most prominent thing that everyone noticed or may not have noticed, there are no lines this year to get inside. I mean, there's lines everywhere inside, um, but there are no lines to get inside. There aren't the struggle bus lines of everyone standing outside in below 32 degree weather waiting like they did last year. They managed to fix this thing. Um, not everyone got into every damn panel, but they, they could let you in, is. they let you in. But it was a really great experience. And Anime NYC, once again, they did it again. I'm going to we're gonna have to make a call to Peter and be like, listen, man, y'all did the damn thing. I need a, I need more I need more credentials next time. <laughs> I need to be able to. I don't want them, like, if I'm doing press and covering this event and we talking about this, I don't want to have to half-ass it. But, nonetheless, a really, really good event. Um, is there a anything? very black event. I mean, there's a lot of black people here. There is. There's, but, like, it was crazy to see. Black people like... love anime. It's yeah, a, like, and the reason y'all had the blackest it, panel too. It it, it 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 it's not lost on me the popularity of it surging in anime right now and the amount of black people featured in it and doing creative content and 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 being voice actors and and doing all these other things, hosting panels and all the other stuff. It's not lost on me. That anime NYC so cool. is the blackest anime convention. I wouldn't say that. I don't know. The Atlanta one looks <laughs> oh, yeah, very Jared, black. Yeah. Man, this one was black though. Listen, I love it though. It Man, I love how I love how all like you go to these anime cons. There is there is listen, our people are there. And that's that's fun. That's cool as hell to me because once again in this space, in this place, like it, 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 you see people who look like you who are creating the content, doing the stuff, doing the cosplays and just taking it to a whole nother level. Like even like man, shout you know, shout out to Carlos and the, the Shonen Pump thing of like the little thing. like the fact that we're able to take this anime stuff and make it fucking a hundred million times cooler because of how we put our spin on things. That's just beautiful. So, there are probably still more things to do here. A couple more things. Um, so, we're not going to take up any more time because we got this big interview with King Vader that we want to have. But thank you guys for tuning in this week. Um, you can listen to The Lookout. The Lookout on RNC Radio everywhere you find podcasts. I saw, I've, I've learned so many other different black anime podcasts. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I, don't know you guys exist, but you guys are out there, and I'm glad that everyone is thriving, doing their thing, and everyone has press credentials to go to this. Because, for instance, um, what's the other one? New York Comic Con. They were like, "No niggas allowed in this press. None of your, none of your, 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 your little uh, b- back outside boy podcast <laughs> can get inside the New York Comic Con." But I'm glad that Anime NYC realizes that it, you know inclusivity, um, diversity, and all these other voices need to be. Uh, kind of promoted at this thing so it's amazing um again like i was saying 
If you want to listen to the podcast, look out on RNC Radio. You can follow us at the Lookout on RNC on Twitter. You can follow myself at Meals TV. You can follow LJ at only at LJ on Twitter. Um, yeah, and stay tuned. Up next is our big interview with King Vader. Um, only on the Lookout. Actually, probably mad places, but <laughs> if you're hearing this, you're only hearing it on the Lookout. So we'll see you guys next week. Here's the interview. Take care. Right now, I feel like it's cold with a little wind. But I've been here where the wind was smacking me. Like, I had to like, turn around. Like your nerves is dying. <laughs> it's like it was so hard that I had to turn around and walk backwards for like two blocks. Just, you found know. the water too, so that's going to hit you even harder. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to get there eventually, you know. So I guess I'm breaking the ice. Um, it is a pleasure to have you here. Um, Thank you. And I just wanted to say that it's an honor to be with one of the most explosive young talents that has literally been um, a Swiss Army knife as far as like talent goes, like producing, acting, directing, like the whole like you know ensemble. Thank you. So I wanted to um, ask. How did this come to be? Like, how did King Vader born? And how was how was King Vader? How was King Vader born? Like, how did you like get to acting? When did you realize this was your career choice and your, you know, path in life, basically? Um, thank you again. Uh, really great question. I feel like um, I don't know. Like, I didn't have all this like planned out. It kind of uh, naturally molded itself. Um, you know, it started from um, not knowing what I wanted to do and, uh, you know, meeting someone who uh, had an idea of what they wanted to do and they kind of introduced me to like what they loved and, um, you know, through them showing me what they loved, I found out what I loved, which was like filming and editing and directing and stuff like that. Um, after that, I hopped on Vine. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Vine, you know what I'm saying? The six, the six seconds of fame, you know, he was out there. And um, it was cool. It was a good time. Um, I hopped on Vine because uh, I used to have a a web series with my younger brother. Shout out to I Am Dices. And um, we had a web series. And eventually, you know, like I'm not going to say like all, but like 50% of them, we end up splitting apart, right? So after we split apart, I was kind of like trying to in the sense, prove myself, like, you know, I, I can be funny, I can I can make my own videos. So um, I went over the Vine, and that's kind of how I found, like, uh, like I became more independent, like, you know, this is, like, where I can, you know, be me. So, uh, you know, shout out to uh, King Batch, because um, when I was on the app, you know, all I saw on the feed was, like, King Batch. He was just making new videos, he was dominating, he was doing this thing. And I saw, like, he really moved, like, how a king moves. So I'm like, wow, like, you know, if he could be King Batch, then I could be King Vader. And that's kind of where the story started. And from there, it was just about uh, trying to find out who I am, the things I like, and how I can um, make a path for myself in this world. And here we are, Anime NYC, about to uh, premiere something um, in a room, answering questions, <laughs> cameras everywhere, mics everywhere. Um, I've got to direct for Netflix. I have a mini series for them. Um, I worked at Comedy Central, um, the list. I worked with Google, I worked with Domino's, the list goes on. And it's just, it's, it's a blessing because like all this started from um, just like falling in love with, with something like my dream and all these blessings have came from it. So yeah, that's how it all started. Thank you. 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 Th
Um, since you became a film director slash actor, how has life been treating you? And did you ever imagine getting to this level of content creation? Um, I, I feel like, you know, life has its adversities. Uh, it's like I said, it's definitely a, a blessed life to be in. And um, I don't know, it's like, you know, I never thought I'd be able to like go to conventions and like meet supporters and like, you know, sign stuff. Like I'm signing skateboards and shirts and, and Funko Pops. I'm like, well, this is crazy. Like what's happening? Um, you know, people have made like action figures of me. Uh, I'm getting drawn in like comics and all this have, you know, started because I just decided to do something uh, different. And I guess it always makes me think about um, back in high school, you know, when I was doing the vines, like I'd, I'd have people like walk up to me and literally to my face, your videos suck. And I'm just like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and the thing is, is like, I could have took what they said and like just stopped because like someone didn't like my videos. But now it's like, we live in a day where that can happen all the time, like 40, 30, like people can just hate you up and be like, oh, I don't like this. But it's like, you know, there's always that massive group of people who actually support and like love what you do and um, what you do like actually impacts them in, in different ways. And I feel like um, that impact is something that I never would have thought I would have had from just like making six second videos in my, uh, well, starting from making six second videos in my phone to now, you know, directing stuff for Netflix. And I just recently dropped a, uh, uh, a feature length film. Uh, it was a horror film on my YouTube and uh, it's called Don't Disrespect Halloween. And I never even thought I'd touch the horror genre, but you know, here we are today. So I feel like um, this is a lifestyle that just is kind of unpredictable. And, you know, I'm just kind of, um, I'm winging it, if you will, and uh, just walking along the thin ice. I'm kind of running at this point. And, you know, it's not cracking. So, you know, I'm like, hey, we, we out here. So, yeah. All right. Uh, guess I'm next. Uh, I'm Justin, by the way. Everybody. First and foremost, I just want to say, I don't know you like that, but I'm mm -hmm. very proud of you. Like, as a young black creator, as a filmmaker, just good job if ain't nobody tell you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, my question pertains to kind of the landscape mm. of where we are in anime and social media right now. Because I know a lot of people in this room, especially me, when we were younger watching Toonami, this wasn't cool, bro. Like, this wasn't hey. cool. I would, I'm going to tell you, I was used to your invention when I was 11. Mm. They thought I was the Jolly Green Giant from the beginning. Mm. We came a long way. So my question to you is, why do you think that that kind of like shifted into um, like today's society yeah. it's kind of kind of can I say mainstream? No, like, you can. That's the word to use now. Can I say mainstream? Yeah. Like, so what makes you think that that shift occurred? Like how did that shift occur in your mind? I mean, I feel like it, it started with all of us, you know, the people who supported it from the beginning when you know, it wasn't cool when it wasn't mainstream, when it was something that uh, you just watched at your house alone, maybe with a couple <laughs> friends that you trusted, you know, and um, you, you talk about it very quietly at the lunchroom tables. But now these are the first conversations you hear at all schools, at, at all places, it, TV, it's, it's everywhere now. And um, yeah, I think it was just like the people who understood anime for what it was and versus the people who just saw it as like, oh, those are just cartoons with, with like you know crazy stuff going on you know but it's like nah it's, it's deeper than that you know there's like deep um deep lessons in these animes that like reflect real life and like you know if you know taking care of correctly you can 
you know, mold these lessons into your own life and it could do a lot for you. And now I feel like people are starting to see that impact in companies and all that stuff. You're starting to see that too. So, you, you know, anime becoming mainstream was just like something that was going to happen no matter what. But one thing that has shocked me, I'm going to be honest, is seeing anime being merged into sports. That's something I never That's thought great. would be. We NFL, like basketball like ads or like they they made like an aot trailer anime drawn <laughs> for like what's happening in the season of basketball i'm like <laughs> what is happening you know but um it's it's really cool to know like uh that's the impact that it's even pushed over to sports which i think would be on the opposite side of the table from anime but here we are shaking hands so yeah Uh, just on the next side, uh, got hey. to speaker here. Uh, nice to meet you. Um, you are definitely building like a huge. So sorry. Oh, you're good. Okay, here we go. <laughs> With videos reaching millions of viewers, according to YouTube, you are part of the movement that helped launch the anime fandom. You helped them double the amount of views of anime related content. What advice do you have for other young upcoming creators? Um, the advice I would tell them is like, you know, when it comes to uh, video creation and just chasing your dreams in general, um, you have to do it for you first off. And uh, what I mean by that is like in the beginning, I didn't like have like a huge support group, you know, like even the people closest to me like didn't have the biggest support and that's like your family, your friends, you know? And it's like, I realized through that and through like watching Naruto is that, you know, um, self-belief is extremely important, especially in the beginning. You know, you, you truly have to believe in yourself before anyone else can, you know, like you have to be the number one fan. And, um, you know, through that, you know, I just, it allowed me to uh, not really take in like so much from the outside of like the negativity of like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Cause the thing is, is like, if I would have listened to any of those people, like I wouldn't be here in front of you to even answer this question, you know? So like um, my biggest advice for those people is to realize that one words are powerful. Um, so, you know, even when it comes to your dreams, like, you know, protect those. Cause it's like, it's your dream, you know? So, you know, say it out loud, but also say to, to the right people, you know, cause uh, sometimes dreams are, are too, too big sometimes for certain people to wrap their minds around, you know? And, um, you know, that's why I also say to protect it. But um, the last thing I would tell them is something I learned from listening to Will Smith. Uh, he says that the people, those who say they can and those who say they can't are both usually right. You know what I'm saying? And that just goes back into how powerful words are. You know, it's like if you think you can do something, you know, it's really up to you. And it's it's really up to you to make it happen. But uh, the first step is saying it. And a long time ago, like, you know, I, I said the certain stuff that I'd be doing today. And, you know, I'm, I don't know, it's, it's shocking to like be here in the moment. But like, I guess I am glad that like to know, like, through all the odds, like, you know, your boy was right. So, yeah. Thank you. So you might have been hinting at this mm -hmm. um, kind of as we've been talking about these things, but I'm really interested to know like a moment in anime or mm -hmm. specifically Naruto that you feel like really impacted you mm -hmm. and might have shaped how you are as a person today. That's a really great question, by the way. Um, there's a lot of Naruto moments, <laughs> but like the one that I always look back to, like, you know, because... <clears throat> 
everyone isn't uh, always their best self, right? Like, you know, you have your great days and then you have days where, you know, you just don't feel it, right? Uh, certain days like that, um, there's this one specific scene I watch. It's from uh, the first Naruto movie. I think it's The Land of the Snow. And um, basically, it's this scene where Naruto is carrying the princess on his back. And um, they're walking in this tunnel that's on this train track. And, you know, they're just having like this real heart to heart conversation. And then um, out of nowhere, legit out of nowhere, <laughs> a train in this tunnel is now approaching them, uh, you know, from behind. So now it's like we have to run. Naruto's already carrying someone on his back, but he still has the power to like sprint forward. Right. So I think like already the sets up of like all the adversities that's already against his character. Like he's carrying someone. There's a train. We got like a mile left of running. We have to make it. Um, but at the same time, she's on his back telling him, like, you can't do this. What you're trying to do is impossible. Just give up. This man, Naruto, <laughs> while carrying her and running, he's like, um, he's like, I'm not giving up. He says, uh, I, I'd rather die before I'm going to give up. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, he literally just says, uh, he keeps saying, come on, come on, come on, come on. And he's like digging really deep down inside himself to find this willpower to keep running. And he legit begins to run faster and faster and faster and faster. And long story short, he makes out the, the tunnel, hits the ground. And, you know, any, well, this main character, Angie, of course, he literally just starts laughing, you know, like, so it's like, all that says to me is like, you know, he's faced against like some of the biggest adversities, like, you know, set right now, at least. Right. He's being told by the world like you cannot do this. What you're trying to do is impossible. And he could listen. He can literally submit. He could stop running and just accept fate. But instead, he's like, no, I decide like my own fate. I decide my own path. And I'm deciding that I'd rather die than give up. So that's not going to happen. And he legit pushes past himself in a way. And because I think um, that's one of the biggest things uh, when it comes to like chasing our dreams or doing something that feels impossible. It's like we are in our own way. And Naruto saw that he was in his own way and said, no, move out the way. I'm going to handle this. And then after he did it, all he can do is sit there and laugh. And in my mind, I look at that scene. I'm like, he's just laughing. Like, I really can't believe I did it. But I'm glad that I did. And he's just going to move on and do something else amazing next week. But, like, I love that scene so much. And, like, every once in a while in my story, I always repost it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you for asking that. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I usually geek. Uh, congrats on everything that you're doing. Um, it's uh, It's been great just seeing the amount of content that you're putting out there. And um, Thank you. You know, I, I understand the pressure of, like, trying to put in that amount of content and having those positive and negative feedbacks as well. Um, I just want to know how do you handle all that? Like, um, like how do you handle that pressure? Um, so yeah, I mean, pressure is a great word for it. Cause I mean, for me, um, I truly care about like the content that I am making, you know, like, you know, each, uh, shot, each film, like my goal is always to make my next video, my best video. And um, it's always a thing for me to like even reevaluate like my last couple of videos and see like where I went wrong or how can I improve this or how can I have better sound or better coloring. And a lot of people don't know. It's like um, I am the one who like edits these films, these projects and puts them together. Like there's people around the world who thinks I just walk in front of a camera, I say lines and then I go home. But it's like, no, I'm very 
hands-on to everything I create. And um, it's been like that since Vine, so naturally it just moved over to this. In the future, I mean, we're going to see. Hopefully I can edit everything, but we're going to see. Um, but I feel like uh, when it comes to, like, that pressure, um, you know, it's mostly about finding it's mostly about finding like what inspires you you know and for me it's people like naruto it's people like will smith it's people like denzel washington it's people like the rock it's people like jim carrey and the list goes on and on and on kevin hart the list goes on and on and on um another thing i do is uh to see where i'm going i often uh look back at my past so you know there's a lot of people who feel like you know i don't know uh, i'm not really uh, making the moves I want to make or I'm not really progressing like how I want to progress and I don't think I'm really like making it like maybe I should stop I should quit but one thing a lot of people don't do is a lot of people don't like look back at their past like on my Instagram right now you can uh, go on my page and <laughs> most of my old posts are all there and uh, a lot of my friends and a lot of people on social media they delete all of their posts they probably have like six posts because they want to you know have this look this is what it is but for me it's like Nah, I want people to know, like, this isn't where it started. It started back there. And you're going to see every single photo and every single mess up and failure that had to do to succeed in a way, you know? Because that's truly important. I feel like, um, for me, to see where I'm going, I have to see where I started. So I kind of, um, every once in a while, I can get, like, that, that, that check that, you know, you're doing your thing. You know, remember what you were doing back here? Like, no, nah, we're not doing that no more. And, like, you can literally compare your your progress like that so i think um you know that's kind of like how i keep the pressure uh at bay another thing i do is uh, i listen to motivational speakers and stuff um the reason why specifically uh, like i was saying there's good days there's bad days um on my good days most good days i start off by uh listening to motivational speakers most of the people i just named and more and um you know at first, I don't know, I just did because, you know, I, <laughs> it kind of is like that reconfirmation, like, you know, that you're not crazy. It's like, wow, like this person thinks exactly how I think. And like, it's very easy to think uh, negatively about yourself. I feel like that's something humans are just gifted at for some reason. But um, when you have those bad days, I feel like by listening to motivational speakers, those are the ideas and the thoughts that are rotating in my mind instead of the negative ones. And uh, yeah, that's kind of like this. It helps keep everything afloat, keeps everything moving. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, LJ from the Lookout RNC. Appreciate you for giving us this time, bro. Um, so live action movies are quite polarizing when it comes to audience response. Mm. Uh, what do you think has been the reason your films have been so well received in comparison to like a major studio or, you know, think uh, live actions have been tried in the past? There's a large amount of people who think your work doesn't suck. Yeah, um, thank you. And uh, I, whoa, whoa. So uh, <laughs> I think, okay, so I think the biggest reason behind it is um, the approach that I have is from an approach of a supporter and a fan of the source. I feel like um, when I'm making these films and these projects, it is to make a love letter to these uh, animes and to these IPs and stuff like that. So I don't know, I feel like, you know, studios, they see the hype of anime and they try to monetize off of that hype. But like, you know, I think if they focus on the content first, if they focus on making the good product first, the good love letter first, then 
you know, the monetization, that's like, that should always be second. And I feel like what happens most days is that people are seeing that the monetization is being put first and it, it leaves the content to kind of get, you know, thrown to like, it's like, it's whatever. Like, it kind of looks like it, right? You know, it feels like it maybe a little bit, no? All right. And me, it's like, you know, like I said, like, I'm, I'm a fan. Like, these are things that have inspired me. If, if I'm making like a video on like an anime thing or a Marvel thing or anything, it's because like something in that film inspired me to like, you know, I was like, I love the scene. It was, it was personal. It, it touched me. I felt something. And uh, yeah, so I feel like that's that's the angle I come from it, you know. Uh, Clay from Analytical. Yes, sir. Um, um, my question for you is, you make a lot of videos, a lot of content, you have tons of fans and other creatives that look up to you. Have you ever had a creative slump? And what was your process of breaking out of that? And mm -hmm. what advice would you give to anybody who's a content creator that um, has trouble coming up with their own original ideas? Um. So, yeah, I feel like uh, creative slumps happen to everyone. Um, I mean, <laughs> I feel like everyone's advice about it is different. Um, one of my main ones is definitely, uh, so I passively write ideas all the time. Like whenever you have an idea, you shouldn't just hold it. You should just get it out. It, for me, it's, 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 it's very chaotic. It's either in my notes or it's in uh, voice recordings. Sometimes I'm staying in the corner of the room just talking to myself and it's because I'm just saying the idea out loud, literally going down the shots, the um, the angles, the ideas, like I'll say the whole thing. Um, that's like if it's too complex to sit here and like type because like sometimes when I type I get too detailed and I'm all like make sure like that's a low angle hero shot and make sure you got the wide lens on it. I'm like I, I don't need to be telling myself that but I also don't want to forget it because it's very important. So um, I feel like you know, passively having your ideas out all the time is really good because when you're in that creative slump, you have something to look back at and be like, okay, I'm hyped, let me go ahead and do this. This is something I've been having in the back burners. Um, besides that, um, it goes back to uh, looking at your old stuff, you know, just realizing where you are right now compared to where you was, you know? And um, just know like you, you're you on the right path because you can see the difference, you know? Like there's no one who's been like creating content for five consistent years and really working, right? And like, there's no one who's gonna tell me like, oh, my videos look exactly the same from five years. Like, there's no way, you know, you're like, especially if you're watching people and like, you know, you're studying, like you're, you're going to find ways to um, invest in yourself. And I feel like that's probably like why I'm as far as I am is cause like, you know, I could take a lot of like the money I get and you know buy the the cars and the shoes and the, and the chains and the grills i could do all that but instead i use like a lot of the money i receive to put back into the films i want to create for people because like at the end of the day just i'm doing what i love you know and it's a blessing to do that all the time you know um i think i was saying it not too long ago it's like you know doing what you love is like um it's like a dream right so it's like you know i'm literally living in this dream and like you know to wake up and to be able to inspire and impact people who aren't even like here, like just someone across the world who's seen my videos. And I don't know what that did for them, you know, but it's like, it's a dream uh, of mine to like do what I love. And it also helps other people. So like, as long as like I'm in this dream, I don't really want to wake up from it. So, yeah. Hi, um, what's the, uh, with all your success, what's the ultimate end goal for you? The ultimate end goal. Hmm. So, <laughs> uh, for a very long time, 
the goal has been to uh, be one of the greatest directors of my generation. And like, you know, that's just always been the goal. And for me, it's like setting a big goal that seems impossible now. So when you achieve it, it seems even, I don't know, it just, it seems even more grand, you know? Like Naruto wanted to become a Hokage, Luffy wanted to be the, the Pirate King, you know? And um, yeah, so like that's always been the, the goal, you know, to become one of the greatest directors and to have films in theaters and yeah, I mean, I don't know. To me, like that's that is the ultimate dream. I feel like I wanted to create a title for it, and it's a working title. It is a working title, but um, the title is the Director King, and um, that's something that I want to make a reality. It's the first time I've ever said that out loud. So, you know, words are powerful, and uh, one day I will become the Director King. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We not out of time for everybody. <laughs> so, goes yeah. Whatever quick question we guys have. Soon, twenty twenty four, latest, promise. An audio book. You have to ask my manager. <laughs> so, since a bunch of people did intros, Tunji, UAL, Urban Anime Lounge. Um, also, comment like my man's. I appreciate that you put your phone on the floor so that nothing disturbs you while you talk to us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And again, everybody, I feel like everybody proud of you, so. Yeah. Thank you. Um, how did it feel to have your first movie premiere at DreamCon? And uh, what are some other black creators that you feel like we should be on the lookout for? So, um, first off, I mean, let me start off with the creators. Uh, all of my friends, like, I feel like I'm going to miss a lot of them, but just off the top of my mind, there's Caleb Say, there's Lenar, there's RDC, um, uh, there's Wolf Graphic, uh, there's I Am Dices, of course, there's Hearts Up Lucas, there's the amazing writer boy. Um, man, I, I don't want to blink. Uh, there's Kara Please, there's Crystal, there's Becca, there's Taylor. Um, I don't want to blank. There's Berlizzi. There's I Am Dante. Listen, anybody you see at DreamCon, you need to support this period. <laughs> <laughs> period. That, literally, that's the lineup and, and more. But um, literally, like, all those people I get to share that stage with, it's it's so inspiring because it's like, you know, these are people, like, I talk to all the time, you know, like, every day, like, type B. Like, you know, we, we're just always seeing each other, supporting each other on social media and stuff like that. But uh, we always get to come together. Well, since you know all the the, the dark age stuff recently <laughs> y'all know what i'm talking about it's been hard to like you know connect and see each other and all that but you know it's all love and things of that nature but like every person i get to share that stage with you know they're all individually amazing at everything they do and it's just inspiring to like be on the stage a part of like what feels like the next generation of like you know creatives of color and you know we're just out here like making a difference like it used to just be the VidCons and all that but now it's like it, it, here's the dream con you know and it's like it's very empowering and I love being in that moment and like every time I just feel like I'm just here with friends but like we're at like a convention and we're talking to supporters but then we go backstage and we're playing video games and then we go on stage and we play video games so you know it's just cool and um <clears throat> all those people are just you know very uh, special 
And like, I, I think they're all talented. And I think those are gonna be the people who are gonna be some of the biggest stars in this world one day. So be on the lookout for them. First half, sorry. Oh, and then the first half, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I got lost in that because I knew I was gonna get lost in year one. Of them. But um, yeah, premiering the first time at DreamCon was like, it was mind blowing. Because the thing is, I've been there every single DreamCon. So the stage had been bigger, bigger, bigger. So like, you know, shout out to like RDC for like giving me that stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the boys right there. Like, man, I could say so many good things about them. But like, it's really dope to like see that they know, like, you know, that I love filmmaking and like I love premiering. It was like an idea like I presented to them like at the first one and now it's just like it's like it's a thing. It's like here's a King Bear premiere. I'm like, oh it's that, you know? <laughs> so like for me, um it I, I really appreciate that they give me that stage and like going out there and like seeing so many people like here to like watch something I created it's like something that can never like I can never get used to I feel like every stage I go on I'm always going to be a bit nervous I have to go out there like even here like I was, I was a bit nervous I'm not gonna hold you like y'all stepped in like I was like oh snap. what's going on you know the camera start getting set up but um for me like I always gotta break the ice by saying something crazy or something and once everyone laughs I'm like all right we home we, you know, we in the living room with it you know so um you know, at the most recent one, I premiered uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, and um, it was crazy uh, just seeing, like, the reactions to that. And uh, next year, I plan on premiering uh, Naruto the movie, too, uh, which the teaser trailer is dropping here at Anime NYC. So, you know, be on the lookout. And uh, I plan to just go out and show out and, you know, go to the next level. Uh, we are going to be doing the Momoshiki fight. So be on the lookout. All right, so um, real quick, one of my favorite um, skits and clips of yours is the Hood Cowboy Bebop series, for sure. And honestly, all of the anime skits have been like of my favorites. But another thing that I feel like should... Oh, okay, so let me rephrase the question. Mm. So um, there's a lot of skits that you've done that are anime-based, mm. and one skit that is based on a game that I recall is the one that you did with um, Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact yeah, yeah, we used that Luke and everything. That was really, really sick, by the way. Thank you. But do you have any plans on working with games mm. more than anime recently? Like, is there any dream game that you would want to make a skit or a movie based on that's, like, you know, something that you're a fan favorite of? I love that question. So uh, recently, um, I got to do an ad for Gotham Knights. And I tell you, I was so excited. And I killed that video. I'm not going to hold you. Like, I watch that video every once in a while. I'm like, yeah, we did that. Yeah, you know? And it's like, I love, like, to be able to advertise something that, like, um, I, like, at home, like, play on the regular and stuff like that. Like, uh, certain ads are like that. Certain ads are not. But this one was like... Like this, like not only is this Gotham nice, this is DC, this is Batman lore, like this is Gotham City, like I'm like, let's go. So um, yeah, I, I think video games is very much a part of like, uh, like things that I love and inspired by as far as like movies and uh, video games and animes. Uh, so in the future, two, two video games I'm gonna name drop right now that I would love to do something for. That's Multiverses, because that's everything yeah and then that's elden ring because listen if i did an elden ring video listen elden ring is a game that broke me down <laughs> <laughs> and i had to rebuild myself <laughs> and, and i love the process because like i'm like i've never played a game that was like so humbling you know and i'm like wow <laughs> like the the you 
like uh you're dead or you die screen <laughs> that is like a part of like like me now because i've seen it so many times you know so uh but in that process i just learned to love the game i learned to love that sport and um i'd love to do something for both those games and yeah i mean games in general i love video games so yeah thank you for uh, that was a good question thank you do we have time for another question one last one question. Right. so real quick it's the end of the world. Okay. Right? Okay. Actually, it's the end of the universe. End of the universe. That's even bigger. We need you to invade to save us all. Mm. I know it's not just about anime. It's also about comic book characters, too. So right. pick your three comic book characters and your three anime characters. That can save the world? That can save the world. I could choose one, and it would be over. Yeah. <laughs> who, who I would just one? say Dr. Manhattan, and like yeah. the world is saved, you know? So like, where do I go from there? Like. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan, throw Ben 10 in there for some reason, uh, throw Naruto, like any other character can just relax, you know, like chill out, bro. <laughs> like Naruto, um, you know, let's let's throw Ichigo, let's throw Luffy in there. But I'm throwing the big three in there just so they can chill out while Dr. Manhattan, <laughs> Alien X. Do you think Naruto would let Dr. Manhattan just do his shit? Like, but the thing is, Naruto won't really have a choice, you know, like Dr. Manhattan is like, it's fixed and it's fixed and i don't know why his character's like that but it just is so you know i don't know nah, you, just, you just broke chico that is that is the he, end he is the chico you know i don't know why he's made like that but he just is and same same with alien x jesus christ but yeah you know what I'm saying? Saved. universe saved you know what i'm saying so if it's up to me and my choices i got you yeah. 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 thank you guys thank you, thank you. Thank you.